Hey there, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Down Syndrome Radio. We are the Downright Awesome Dads. I'm Mark. And I'm Jason. And we're here to talk about parenting children with Down Syndrome. We're not experts. Clearly. Yeah, but we are dedicated to being good dads. As we go through the learning process, we thought we would share some of our experiences from our dad's perspective. We thought that maybe, just maybe, this might help other parents going through similar experiences. All right, man, we got through our little uh, our little speech there. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we uh, tell them a little bit about ourselves to start off? Uh, you go first, bud. All right. Well, like I said, I'm Jason. I live in San Diego, California, sunny Southern California. Um, although it's not sunny right now. We are in our kind of May gray period, we call it here. Um, so I have a, a um, yep. lovely wife named yep. Colette and two kids, one uh, daughter named Eloise, who just turned four a couple days ago, and uh, my son Dexter, who is about 14 months, almost 15 months, and he, Dexter, has Down syndrome. Whenever I hear, whenever I hear you say Eloise, I always think of the uh, old um, uh, in the newspaper they had the hints from Eloise. <laughs> yeah, that's how I believe it or not. There's actually like a kids book Eloise that I had never heard of before. And it's about I, a little little girl who lives in the Plaza Hotel. And, and when I think of Dexter, I think of Dexter's Lab. You know, they're going to take over the world. Right. Right. As a chemist, you know that's what I think <laughs> about. Uh, and I like Dex as a short name too. So. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't the number one uh, the number one name on our list, but after after experiences that we'll probably hear about today, he uh, he was named Dexter. Why would you not have picked the, the number one uh, name on your list? Well, you'll find out. Oh wow! Look at that—a little lost leader. Stay tuned <laughs> later in the episode. All right, I'll introduce myself too. I'm Mark, and uh, I have a lovely wife, Kim. And I have three lovely children. My oldest is uh, Alex, he's 11, and my daughter is uh, nine. Her name is Molly. And my son Luke, who also has Down syndrome, he is three and a half. He's probably getting closer to four these days. So, um, so that's the, and I live in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I have uh, um, a, another podcast with my two brothers called Engineering Fatherhood, and my wife suggested that. Uh, Maybe we take these skills on the road a little bit here and uh, try a uh, podcast on Down Syndrome. So Jason came on uh, Engineering Fatherhood one time. We did that for National Down Syndrome Day on March 21st and uh, decided to do uh, to do Down Syndrome Radio together. What do you think, man? Yeah, it was it was so much fun. I, I signed up for more. I, I can't believe it's really happening. So, I know. This is... So what we thought was that, um, you know, there's – there's a lot of resources out there, and, and they're and they're very serious resources, and uh, uh, you know this is a very serious issue. But you know we're dads, so we thought we would kind of put the dad's perspective on things. You know, I don't know in, in your family. I know your 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 wife is probably the more aggressive researcher about it. Mine certainly is, and you know they tend to take the lead in the in the uh, therapies and the and and learning about it, and they pass it on to us. And I thought that, uh, you know, with that spin on it, the uh, simplified uh, podcast level experience that we would be able to kind of share that with people. Yeah, def- definitely. Same in, in my case. Colette is the, the star of this show here. Um, not this show, I guess, but but the Kosky family show. I've read the blog, dude. I believe it. 
yeah, so she um, started the blog. It all kind of spawned, spawned, off, uh, spun out of our Buddy Walk team, the Downright Awesome thing, um, and started the blog. And you we know, should, we're we should, we're we should plug that early and often, buddy. That would be downrightawesome.com. Downrightawesome.com. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're we're working towards um, very slowly. Becoming a a uh, nonprofit organization, being able to accept tax free um, donations. So when this show finally makes billions and billions of dollars, that's where it'll all go. But you know, we might be getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get through episode one. Right. So you know what we thought is that we're you know we're not experts, um, but we are going through the experience, and that uh, just that alone, as we learn things, if we pass them on, we thought that 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 might be helpful to others. Uh, we'll find out if it really is. I suppose if we get far enough down the road, we'd love to have experts on. Uh, we probably will have specific topics that we cover, um, particularly things that we have gone through, because then we'll, we'll, of course, know more about them. Obviously, we'll be focused on younger children, because that's what we have. Um, what do you say, bud? What's your spin on it? Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I mean, I when I first found out about Dexter, you know, I kind of, um, searched around and there is so much information um, but it's so scattered and and you don't really know how old some things are and it, it's just and there there's no um, it's overwhelming aside from, it, is, yeah. it, it is very overwhelming and there and and there there are quite a few blogs um, out there most of them are actually uh, you know from the the mom's perspective though uh, and are are kind of um, mostly read by moms and and kind of targeted towards moms. And there's there's very little uh, for dads. We're so, dads, man. We need to represent. <laughs> we do. We are downright awesome dads. We are downright so. awesome dads. We're we're we're, we're dads. <laughs> D-rad. I like we're to D- say D-rad. D-rads. Right. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a unit of measure. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so that's the plan. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go through topics. There's not a Down Syndrome podcast out there. We might be a little bit irreverent if we are. Send us an email. We'll take hate or positive email. Any email, of course, would be awesome. So, uh, what do you say, man? You ready for a topic? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. You want to – let's – well, uh, uh, we thought our first topic would just be finding out the news and that this might be the only thing that we, uh, you know, have – valid experience on because obviously we both we both went through it our experiences were different so we might be able to give two perspectives that of those who knew in advance and those who did not um so why don't you uh why don't you start jason okay well i am i am of the perspective that i did not know in advance so this was all a a very big shock after after you know if anyone anyone who has children the the interesting crazy wonderful experience of childbirth um just kind of came to us we well dexter we dexter was is our second so we we sort of knew um he was coming on uh february 12th 2011 um, sort of knew he was coming. Did, were, were, were there some some hints like you know? <laughs> your, yeah, well, your, Colette your wife, was, Colette was getting the one who uh, <laughs> you know gave me the heads up, and I you know it, it seemed like every thirty seconds I said, okay, so should we go now? 
Um, but she was very calm and we kind of hung around the house for a while. I think I mowed the lawn and made dinner and, you know, just kept checking in like, Hey, okay. Time to go yet. No. Okay. Um, so then finally, you know, after dinner and after we kind of cleaned up, she said, okay, let's go. So we went and checked in and everything looked great. And it was definitely go time. They confirmed that. And so, um, we, I, I, uh, took Eloise to, um, friends or they came to pick her up actually. And, um, and then we were, we were ready to rock and, and everything progressed wonderfully. Uh, collect water didn't break until the very, very end, very close to, to labor time. And, um, and so right then, as soon as, and because the water hadn't broken yet, they didn't know, they couldn't tell if she, um, everything seemed normal. Right when the water broke, they realized that Dexter was, was breech. That means he was butt down, right? Yeah, feet, feet first. So, so that's bad in the, in the birthing business. So, um, so everything was, you know, stopped, put on hold and we were rushed down to the operating room, um, for the emergency C-section. And so while Colette was going through the, the pre-op, you know, I stood in the, um, in the waiting area for what seemed like hours but was really probably i don't know five to ten minutes i put on my scrub suit my one piece scrub suit that was designed for someone um half my height so as soon as i went into the operating room and sat down the pants ripped and the shoulders ripped and i was i was completely um it's, it's exposed it's not but, important but for you to look stylish at this point buddy yeah that didn't matter at the time <laughs> your wife was even more exposed she was and and so the last thing she said to me when she went into into the operating room was like if this guy if this kid's a boy because we didn't we didn't know the sex so she said if this kid's a boy i'm going to call him we're calling him dexter because he made me get sliced open that's awesome so and dexter, so dexter is show. like the you know the showtime serial killer i've only heard about it and seen, and seen the picture but I, I i get where you're going i think of dexter i think of the cartoon yeah. So, no, he has a little bit more of a, uh, a sorted naming. That's naming, great. You should uh, have a story. Yeah. So, you know. So, it was a boy, obviously. And um, so, Dex, that's how Dexter got his name. Hope he's not a serial killer. I hope. I don't think so. <laughs> um. And so uh, after after that, you know, everything was was very smooth. So this was it was pretty late at night. It was probably um, you know almost midnight on on Sunday or whatever day that was. Saturday, I guess he was born on a Saturday, late late Saturday night. So um, while mom was going through the post op stuff, I I accompanied Dexter up to the to the nursery to get weighed and measured and all that stuff. Um, and, and, um, everything was great. You know, in hindsight, looking back on it now, the nurses, um, asked a lot of questions about the pointed out some things like the, like the Palmer crease, you know, the single crease right, in the right. palm, which is a, a kind of an indication, a physical indication of, of down syndrome. Right. And there's that, um, there's that Apgar score thing too. 
Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I don't even know. I don't even remember. It, it was all kind of a blur, as it, as it always is. I, I was guess, totally but... paying attention to that stuff because because I knew in advance, but I, I don't want to give away my right. story. Right. Um. So, you know, height or length and weight and weight and everything were great, and and you know they they did keep um listening to its heart and saying, you know, do do you hear the any heart murmur or any any you know anything um abnormal in the heart and everyone was like no 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 and you know i was just kind of like they must just be triple checking you know just to make sure um but obviously kids for those who don't know kids who have down syndrome um are more at risk to heart defects and and things like that so they were you know just kind of doing their due diligence um so you know, after getting weighed and, and measured and all that stuff, we and and when Colette was out of post op, we we went to the recovery room and and pretty much crashed for the night. Um, you know, he slept really great and mom slept great and he was he was eating really great, latching on and doing all kinds of stuff that took forever. It seemed with our with Eloise, our oldest daughter. So, um, you know, it seemed like great. We we crashed and. You guys were fat, dumb, and happy. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, everything seemed perfect. You know, I put the put the obligatory Facebook post, you know, with the picture and welcome to the world, Dexter. You know, and and um, You're you know, so techno, I thought, man. Well, of course, in California, that's required. Yeah, <laughs> you're new to the Facebook realm. I, am. I know. I am. I'm pretty new too, but uh, um, so you know. I did that and everything was great. Everything seemed great. Still, still was great, but you know, um, and basically, I mean, I guess that there were no pediatricians like on staff right then at the hospital. So, and it was, it was honestly probably the best thing that could have happened because we, you know, slept through the night and and you got time of, with your newborn, buddy. You know, yeah, and it was just a baby. You know, he was our baby, and that was awesome. And um. So then the next morning, you know, everything was still great. We had a great morning and I, I went, I went out for, um, a little bit and picked up Eloise to bring her to the hospital to meet her baby brother. And, and, you know, she did that and that went, went great. But, um, so while she was in the room, while she was in the room with Dexter, um, he had a, he's breathing slowed. And so the, you know the swarm of was he hooked up to a monitor stuff. so they knew or did you have to tell them um i think that the nurse came in i think that's what happened and um so it was right and right then is when it happened I, I believe that's what happened i don't know you know so from that point on everything is kind of a blur they swept in and and um you know did some magic and um you know everything was good but then they took him immediately to the nicu and so I went down with him and Colette was, you know, confused and scared in, in the bed. So she had the C-section, so she couldn't go anywhere. And, and plus Eloise was there now. So it was all kind of, um, you know, big confused mess. Um, and so then down in the NICU, probably, probably around noon on, on Sunday, um, you know, he was, he was stabilized and I was just sitting down there, um, hanging out with him and then the the neonatologist um basically said to me that's when that's when i found out you know the news you know your son 
may have down syndrome he did, has did, did the, the physical even, indications did, of of did, did the down syndrome even, even prepare you or anything or did they just mention no. it offhand no 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 preparation they at didn't all. realize that you didn't know I don't know if he, I think he knew that we didn't know. I, I'm not sure. I guess okay. I can't, I can't. Hey, speculate. these guys have tough jobs when there's no blaming them. Yeah, I know it's tough, but you know, honestly, looking, looking back, I just looked at the, um, the, the NDSS has some, um, pediatrician and doctor guidelines for, you know, informing parents and stuff. And like number one and number two on the list are don't tell the parents separately, Oh, right. And, yeah. Um, and I forget what number two was, on, but basically right? this, this, you know, this guy uh, broke the, the top two. <laughs> but, but, and it, it, but he was handling a situation, right? I mean, you guys had gone yeah, out of the NICU. That, that stuff goes out of the window compared to the safety of the child. Yeah. Uh, number two is a healthcare professional with a relationship to the mother should give the diagnosis. So, wow. yeah, I mean, that, you know, obviously wasn't going to happen either. So I guess... I guess it wasn't horrible. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like it could have been handled better, I guess. So, so, but... so then you had to tell Colette. Well, so then um, I sat in the NICU. So, so I get this, you know, possible your son may have Down syndrome. You know, we'll have a preliminary oh, karyotype chromosome, you know, analysis in a couple days. Um, and so now I'm alone in this NICU the NICU of the hospital is not is not very big and so I'm I just kind of sit there and you know my brain is spinning out of control and I'm trying to decide whether I should tell Colette or you know wait these few days until this this test results come back or or what to do you can't um, something like that yeah yeah and so so you know I sat there for a little while, and, and I actually heard the, the neonatologist was sitting at his desk, and I could hear him talking on the phone. And I think he was talking to um, the on-call pediatrician for our pediatrician's office. And he, he said, um, I could just hear him vaguely, and I, I heard him say, clear case. We have a clear case of Down syndrome. And I, and then I, I was like, I was like, oh, man, you know, but I don't I – don't, see it you know they say the eyes the, the eyes are, are kind of how you can tell i guess mostly and i i didn't that was all i knew and i didn't know anything about the crease or whatever I'm, I'm, all I'm the looking other at the pictures you know and, and it's not it's not obvious no and i i mean i you know i i stared at this kid for hours the, the night before and didn't notice anything so you know so so i sat down there for a little while um, and then I think a nurse came in and, you know, kind of reminded me of the situation that Eloise was there and Colette couldn't really, you know, chase her around because she had the right, surgery. Right. She gave you and the, so, get a hold of yourself there, Jason, get upstairs. Yeah. She said, you know, Hey, you got to, so, someone has to take care of your daughter. So, so I called our friend and she came to pick her up. And so in that meantime, while I was, you know, taking the car seat out of the car, putting it in a friend's car, getting Eloise um, situated with her. Um, the I came back up. I think I, I think I called my mom in there. I know I called my mom at some point, but I think I called my mom maybe for a couple minutes downstairs to kind of spew some things. Um, 
I mean, I told her, I, I told her what the doctor said and, and that I had no idea. And my mom had obviously seen pictures already and she said, oh, it doesn't look like it, you know. So she was a little upset and, and you know, I just kind of needed to get some information off my chest there. And I asked her, you know, I don't, I don't know, share, what should man. I do? Should I tell Colette? And, and I, I guess I decided that I, I would tell Colette. So I went back up to the, to the room and I walk into the room and the same neonatologist is sitting there and Colette's in the bed, you know, crying her eyes out. Um, oh, like you missed com- it. Complete mess. And so he, he, um, he basically came up and told her <laughs> to. He was just a, the word of doom headed around. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was. Nice guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then, and then, you know, I, I, when I walked into the room, he kind of gave me the look like, you didn't tell her, you know, and I just was like, dude, I had a thousand other things to do and it's not something that I'm just going to run up and, you know, you had, you had to spend a minute to adjust yourself, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so that delivery of information to Colette too, didn't, didn't go so well. And, and I mean, I think from hearing from her, you know, he just kind of said, you know, well, didn't, didn't your husband tell you, you know, and, and then kind of laid it on her. Well, that so, sucks. yeah, and so that was, I mean, I don't know if there's any, any easy way really to, to hear it, but, um, it's certainly, I, I certainly wouldn't recommend our, our story there. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound pleasant at all. You know, and then the next few days really were, were a complete blur. Um, I think the, the Monday Dexter actually got taken to um, the children's hospital NICU um, because he he hadn't um, gone to the bathroom yet he hadn't had a bowel movement so they were a little concerned um, about that so they moved him to the you know bigger better NICU so now it was even harder because we don't have our baby with us and he's not even in the same hospital anymore what what kind of conversations did, did you and Colette have about this you know you know I don't even know. I mean, I just knowing my wife, you know, the first thing we wanted to do was jump on the internet and learn about it. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I wrote down in my notes, lots of googling commenced. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, we 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 definitely did that, and that was good and scary and and you know the first thing that we kind of saw was this this crease because that's what everyone kept talking about the crease the crease the crease and so there's all these you know, all these things and, the, you know, it could be Down syndrome, but it could be some other Right, you're grasping thing straws, that's, you know, maybe that's, you know horribly worse or something else that's completely mild, you know, so it's it's like you're, it's like complete, just a whole spectrum of of so things how, So how long did find. it take before you guys could, you know, kind of get back to normal and come to grips with it? Well, so so he went to the NICU in the children's hospital and then I think that was that was like a Monday, I think, or something. And um, and then I think Colette was released from the hospital on Tuesday. So then we finally got to. I was bouncing back and forth um, at that point, but then when when Colette got released, we kind of finally spent a lot of time there with him, you know. And and you know he was he was a baby. I think the hardest thing about being in the in the recovery area of the of the delivery section of the hospital was like people coming in with balloons and 
things and and hearing babies crying and all this stuff and our baby was was that part sucked I mean, why was he in the take, NICU was it was there something wrong with him well they had the obstructed bowel he thought he did I mean as soon as basically as soon as he got transferred he he pooped like a champ and and everything was great so go Dex. so that was good but but poop, um man. he had um jaundice he had some jaundice so he yeah, was under the too. the lights the under glow, the, the, glow the light, sun yeah. the suntan lights yeah um, and then they were just monitoring the breathing thing to make sure that that didn't happen again, his oxygen level or whatever, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, so, so we spent a lot of time in the, in the NICU and, and so see most of that time he was under, because of the jaundice, he was under those lights. So they have these little like baby sunglasses, goggles, things that, that they wear to protect right. their eyes right. from those super bright lights. And so most of the time, you know, you couldn't even see his eyes. Um, and so then I think on uh, maybe Monday night or Tuesday night, I took, I took, I, I went back by myself a little bit later, dropped off some milk um, in the NICU for him. And, um, you know, just find us, finally spent some, you know, alone time with him there without being under the lights. I got to hold him and stuff. And I kind of just looked into his eyes and and that's when I, that's when I, that's when I saw it for the first time. You know, I kind of noticed that the, his eyes were a little bit, you know, they looked like the pictures, basically. Right, but at the, the, at the same time, you, know, you were holding a baby, which is a fun thing to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. And, and, and I mean, at that point, you know, after sitting in that NICU for a couple of days and seeing all these babies that, 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 you know, people don't even come visit, you know, I, I, I just thought, you know, this, this kid, you know, if anyone's going to have this this little boy who's going to need some extra TLC, then, then he sure picked the, the right family because we, we will do whatever we can for him. He hit the parental lottery. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's, that was kind of what I, um, my, what I, when I came to that conclusion on, on that day, you know, a couple, I don't know, three or four days after he was born, when I finally got to spend some, some good quality time with him. And uh, and I kind of you know accepted it myself. So did you? Then, uh, uh, did were, were you ahead of Colette in that regard? Definitely, yeah. Because the next her, day her, was the her. was the meeting with the geneticist, and we got the got the final, got not the final, but the the results of the karyotype. Right. right, the confirmation. Right, and so you know that the night before, I I told Colette you know about my experience in the NICU, I said, listen, you know, I sat down with him and I, and I looked into his eyes and I, and I saw it for the first time. You know, I actually, I noticed the characteristics in his eyes and, and stuff. And, you know, I just, I'm, I think I'm prepared for this to be positive. So, so, positive so, so right in there, did you get, did, did, did you get an email from me or from Kim, from my wife? I got an email. And so I think then, I think the, the night after we got the official positive results, I kind of wrote my little my little blurb and uh, sent it out to um, my closest friends. And so, so for those who don't know, Mark, Mark's brother Matt, I went to college with, and he was you know the best man in my wedding. And so he got obviously got this little blurb from me and. Um, forwarded it on to mark and then and that's when i when you emailed me 
I, I just want to pipe in here and say that when we got that, you know, it's kind of like this podcast in that I thought to myself, oh, man, geez, because, you know, we went through a period that sucked. I mean, it, it just plain sucked. And that, you know, it was over and that we didn't feel bad too much about it anymore. And, boy, if I could pass that on to somebody else, particularly, uh, you know, in front of my brothers, uh, I was we were all over that. We wanted to make sure that we uh, uh, we got back to you quickly and got you got you some good some good answers on that. So, yeah, I don't know if it helped at all. It sounded like it was a little bit later in the thing. Oh, no, you know, I mean, it, it, it really helped. Um, it really helped just hearing hearing you know you you know someone who i have who i who i have met in person talk about it and um and then reading some of the blogs i know that the you know i a lot of the blogs are are mommy blogs but um they really are there's 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 really a lot of kumbaya stuff out there that is is good stuff but it's it's just a little bit too too emotional for for me i don't know yeah yeah but it definitely it definitely got definitely shed some light on you know that that this is this is not a death sentence it's it's not it's not horrible there's people living their lives and and kids thriving you know with with down syndrome and and you know just seeing seeing that firsthand was 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 really good stuff and the information that that you and kim provided about about the research particularly i think um made colette very 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 happy well great and, uh, so uh so what um would you have any advice for people who, who find out in this manner or you know maybe maybe somebody's in the hospital right now and uh, says well you know i'm gonna go for a walk now maybe i could listen to this podcast what could you say to that guy well i would say um you know it's it's not a death sentence it's it's great dexter is a uh, but not quite a toddler, not quite a, um, uh, a little kid. He's still kind of a baby. He's only 14 months old, but he he's is, uh, sitting up all on his own and, and he's, yeah, well. he's happy and, um, crawling around and enjoying his sister and his family and life and music and all kind of everything that a baby does. Basically he's a happy little kid. Awesome. I, I kind of look so, at it as, you know, I, I like children. That's why we had them. And that <laughs> they just go through phases a little bit slower. So, you know, get to enjoy them longer. Most people complain and say, oh, you know, you, they grow up too fast. Well, you know, the particular ones grow up a little bit slower. Which yeah, is that's true. a good thing. Always try to look on the bright side. So what else you got, man? What else about your story do you want to uh, throw out there to, to people? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the, um, the extent of it here while hearing from this might, this might be going into next week, but sending that email for, with friends and just having my friends come back and say, you know, you, you and Colette, just seeing you with your daughter made, made us want to be parents. And we think that you're such great parents and you can do this and all this stuff, you know, it was really, it just felt really, really good. I mean, there, there was, I mean, basically, in my in my little blurb that I sent out, you know, I I said, don't don't reply to this with apologies, but but rather with congratulations, because you know I had a baby and 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 it's awesome. Don't be sorry for me. Be happy. It's and so you know I kind of laid it out there right in the beginning. 
Yeah, I, you know, it felt good to tell people, but, uh, um, you know, I, I was um, apprehensive about the responses I would get. You know, because I doubted people's intentions because I just I wasn't sure how that would make me feel, you know. So that that part was awkward, but, you know, it didn't it didn't really do much. It was not a big deal either way. I was glad to it. it was, the telling of people made me feel better. The things they said, um, I was so messed up. I didn't really even hear them, to be honest. Yeah, they were all kind words, I'm sure. All right, man, you got any more parts of your story? Um, no, I don't think so. That's I'm gonna that's... tell mine. My mine was much easier, man. I I feel bad for you <laughs> in some ways. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna start, right? Go for it. All right, so so Luke is our third, right? Uh, uh, you know, my wife was uh, um, of uh, she was forty uh, when we had this, so we actually had this discussion in advance, like a what if discussion, and and you know we decided that that's what it would be what it would be you know of course from that standpoint you think oh nothing's gonna happen or whatever but uh, we knew we, we we actually knew we're both engineers so you know statistics were not foreign to us uh partway through the pregnancy uh still early they did some more hormonal tests i don't know what they you know they're, they're blood markers for down syndrome and they're the types of things that uh just uh, adjust the percent chance the probability Right. So they did some of those, and, and, and you know they showed up to make it more likely. Then they did this um, ultrasound that was a, a level two ultrasound, and they, they they measured his nuchal fold or something in the back of his neck, mm-hmm. and all of those indicators said that they that he, he you know he was more likely to have this. Uh, but you talk about when the when the guy tells you, we actually had a moment where the neonatal I don't know what this guy was called, the guy who did the ultrasound, the, the doctor did the ultrasound. After he did it, brought us over to the side table in the very ultrasound room. And went back and got a box of tissues and set them on the counter before oh, he told us this. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, you know, that that happened. And, and then, you know, we, we, we had a very heartfelt discussion over lunch on the way home from that. Uh, we had to make the decision of amniocentesis. Uh, and, you know, the way they sold it, they didn't come out and say it was, you know, you need to make a, a, a decision. You know, they don't tell you that it's an abortion decision, but that's, right, the, that's right, what right. they're telling you. By a certain date, I don't remember what it was, by the end of the second term or the, so many weeks. Or I, I don't I don't remember, but we had a couple of weeks before that deadline, uh, and we had to decide whether to get the amniocentesis or not. And mm-hmm. from, from one standpoint, it's kind of selfish to get the amniocentesis because if you're sure you're going to keep your child and you're going to be happy either way, and, and we were in that camp. Uh, that there's a small chance that you could you could cause a problem by doing the amniocentesis. Yeah. So you know, Kim and I talked about it. And we're like, we we, we just got to know. We got to know. We, 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 I mean, we personally will go insane, and what's the point of him having insane parents, right? So we went ahead and did it uh, for no other reason than the fact that we just couldn't not do it. And, right. you know, that's that's how it came out. Uh, you know, there was a point, and, and, and we had done all that research. I mean, this whole thing happened over a period of weeks where – Oh, it was more likely, so we did some research. Oh, it's very likely, but we need to do the amnio- amniocentesis. Oh, you know, now it's final. Uh, mm-hmm. But that by that time, we had done all this research, so we were we were we were way more prepared than you were. I, I you know I feel for you to get that all all of a sudden. But I'll, I'll admit it. On the day the guy called and gave us the final news, you know, we we, we both leaned against the counter and cried. Uh, that's really the only time I cried. But then that kind of got it out of the system because I you know I had decided to be like you, what is just because I had read all of the stuff in advance, that you know we were gonna we were gonna make it whatever it was, 
uh, and we were going to be good at it. And that, you know, we have a good family here. We have, you know, have two older siblings, uh, you know, great extended family. And that, what better family for such a child to land in? You know, a child was born in, uh, you know, I, I don't know, in, in, a, in, a, in a third world country. He'd probably wind up in an institution or who knows what. So this, yeah. was, this was a perfect thing. So then, you know, I, I did tell my family, and they were, of course, all supportive. Uh, so we knew about all this in advance, and I was a little apprehensive to meet them, you know, when the day of the of the actual delivery occurred. Um, but it all kind of went off without a hitch. He was born very quickly. The third child comes out. The doctor barely had, his, had <laughs> her, as a woman, had her jacket off by the time, you know. Kim actually had no anesthesia for the third child. Oh, by yeah, the that's time great. the guy came in to give her the epidural, you know, they were like, sorry, you're too far along. It's not going to, it's not going to take effect in time. And, and Kim was looking at me and crying and saying, why is he leaving? Why is he leaving? <laughs> but, you know, and she Glad was, I actually had no anesthesia too. Did it, did it, She's by, just by deathly choice, afraid of or? needles. So deathly afraid of needles, but it's okay to have, you know, yeah, eight pound and... objects come out of your body. It's fine. <laughs> okay. You know, well, you know, you know. things. Kim certainly would have taken it, but uh, boy, was I impressed with her. Uh, it was mercifully quick is all I can say. So he came out, and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't wait for this. I had read up on, you know, what the Apgar score meant. I was gonna pay attention. We had even talked about it, that, you know, <laughs> she was gonna be out of it, and I was gonna be the eyes and ears, and she was gonna ask me later, you know. So I paid attention to all the Billy Rubens and the Apgar test and the responsiveness and the, the, the where they poke his feet and all that kind of stuff. It all came out great. He looked like a regular kid, <laughs> you know. I, you know, yeah. I had already had two children, so I was familiar with the drill. Uh, he was perfectly healthy. They put him under the lamp for a little bit, and they sent us home with one of those. It's like a wand that goes under his back. Yeah. And you plug it in, and he looks like, yep. a, little, he looks like a little glow worm in the dark. It's mm-hmm. awesome. <clears throat> uh, I would say from then on, it didn't matter too much. You know, we were, we were psyched to do whatever early therapies we could do and to learn stuff and, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, he really wasn't any different than any of our other kids. I would say – I wouldn't say it was it – was, Disappointing wouldn't be the right word. It was um, anticlimactic, is how what I would call it. <laughs> uh, you know, all of that's our probably friends, true. Yeah, you know, that's a good word. Uh, all of our friends were, you know, were, were very supportive. The family was supportive. They all came and visited. Of course, you know, he's the third child, and and in my in my extended family, he's like the tenth, I think, uh, ninth or tenth grandchild. So, you know, not a, not that much fuss was made out of him, and that was fine by me. Not not to yeah. say he didn't deserve a lot of fuss, but if you made too much, then it would it would it would have been weird too. So, so there you go. He was the third child. Uh, we still joke about him being the third child, like you know, oh, his diaper can go another hour. He's the third child. <laughs> or, you know, oh yeah, thing. come on. I, I with the second child, I feel the same way. He's Dexter's been taking swimming lessons now for I don't know eight eight weeks maybe, and. Um, you know, at Eloise's first swimming lesson, we had, you know, the complete video recorded and hundreds of pictures. Right, and, right. And maybe, maybe in the entire time that he's been at the swimming lessons, we have, you know, five to ten pictures of, of him in the pool. So right, okay. I feel I feel bad for him in that in that respect. But it's it's. But, it's, since, uh, but, you know, but, but, but since then, you know, just to be honest about the only, you know, my, my wife has done an absolute fantastic job of educating herself well beyond the people that come to help us. And, you know, we have all of those uh, uh, metrics. We had, you know, where you should be at, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months. Uh, never has a poor child been measured as much. We would do tummy time with him because it would work on his muscles. We did, 
we might have gone a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's been he's been well loved, and uh, he's been uh, uh, under the poor child. Everything is educational with him. He doesn't get to just hang out. That's just not that's just not allowed for that poor guy. Yeah. Uh, but he is a happy child. He's he's not very much. Uh, um, you know, he ate his food. He slept when he was supposed to sleep. He's he's easy. You know, he's happy and he's easy. He's perfect. That's great. Yeah. So I there you feel go. The so same way. You might, yeah. you might, we might want to check in advance because I, I think, uh, um, and it's not a contest, but finding out in advance might have been the better way to go there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Curious on that if they if if you felt um, you know any pressure either way uh, in advance on on you know making your decision. Did, oh. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I felt that the that the doctor was telegraphing to me that we should that we should abort this child, and I was, I almost called him out on it. I was I was really upset. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a particularly religious person. I, I'm of Catholic upbringing, which of course you know abortion would be awful, but you know, those aren't really my reasons. Uh, you know, I, I don't try to judge anybody else, but there was no chance in hell that I was gonna you know that I was gonna do that. Yeah. And, and and just to talk about some of those feelings, you know. I wanted to I wanted to be totally honest with this whole thing, and that uh, uh, you know ninety percent of my feelings were for making sure he was all he could be, you know, and 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 about him. But you know, there, there's a selfish aspect to this whole thing that you know when you have a child with special needs, you know, as a parent, you're you're in for more. You know, there's going to be more work. Uh, yep. You know, at at age twenty one or. 27 these days is when kids seem to leave the house uh you know that he's not likely to leave the house and he's likely to be with us for for his life and i, I mean do hope he moves into a group home but uh you know and that and that he can be independent and everything but that's that's i would say at this point it's likely but you know there's definitely you're signing up for more as a as a as a parent with special needs and 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 there are a lot of therapies and a, and a lot of extra work that go with that it hasn't been nearly as much as I thought it was going to be, but it is definitely more than, than with a regular child. So, you know, in that initial sadness, you know, I would say 90% was him, but I, I will admit to some selfishness at the time of, you know, this is going to be hard. And, yeah. and it is going to be hard, I think, but uh, uh, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I was prepared for worse. Knock on wood, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I definitely can't stress the, the early intervention stuff. Um, enough it's 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 great i mean we we jumped into you know speech therapy for a you know three month old or something who's not going to speak for for a year or more um just to to work on feeding techniques and and ot occupational therapy to to do um you know fine motor skills and try and develop things like that um the one thing that I that that we didn't jump on immediately was was going to to PT and and that's that's maybe my only my only big regret about the whole thing is is you know he he seemed strong and he seemed like he was doing um, things on a on a typical scale but but you know I mean when you're when you're three or four months old and you're and you're you know a month behind, that's not that's not a big deal because kids kind of develop at different rates anyway. But but you know by the time you get uh, to a year old and and you're not crawling yet, maybe then then it's you know then then the 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 delay I guess um, shows up a little more. Yeah, we, you know we we wanted uh, to jump on all that stuff because I, I I guess I just feel that when kids are really young. Yeah. 
you know, they learn so much faster. They're like sponges. Um, yeah. So I wanted to maximize that point when when he was a sponge. So e- even now, you know, we 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 really push. Um. All right, man. So uh, it, it, also from a dad's perspective, um, I, I thought that part of my role as a as a husband was in 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 keeping my wife emotionally stable. I don't know. Did you did you experience that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I felt like I needed to be the, the, the rock. You know, it's like, Uh, it's like that in all things, uh, in, in, in a marriage or maybe, maybe there's different marriages or whatever, but in, in mine, it's definitely that way. I I have to be the low key one, the one of, you know, it's all going to be all right. Uh, and, and it, it tested that tested my ability to do that, but I was successful. It's funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, um, I was definitely that, I, I guess I learned, through this and, and Clint and I have talked about this uh, too since since then that I kind of tend to take day-to-day ridiculous things like more serious and they stress me out more but like when these big giant things come up like Colette is the one who kind of tries to like looks into the future and sees what's going to happen 25 years from now instead of instead of just being calm and kind of, you know, taking it day by day right. and doing everything right. that we can at, at this point in time. And so it took her a little bit of time to to not focus on, you know, 25 years from now and, and to... Right. All, all, all of these what if, these, these very, very, you know, nightmarish possibilities which are remotely possible but incredibly unlikely of, you know, what if he has this or what if that happens? I'm like, you can't focus on that stuff because you know, we could both get hit by a bus tomorrow. You know, yeah. how's that going to help? Uh, so I definitely felt that that was part of it. So, all right. Any, anything else about the, uh, so that's our topic was uh, uh, how we heard the news and how we kind of got through the worst of it. Um, and, and if that's of help to anybody listening, then then absolutely. That's super fantastic. Uh, and this whole thing was totally worth it. Absolutely. You, you got anything else on that before we go? We, we have a little bit of a, of a format, at least a, a starting one. Uh, so you ready to move on to the next part, bud? Sure. Okay, so uh, one other, uh, what do you call it, bit, I guess, or regular feature was we were going to do an a, a amazing story of the week. Did you read this? I sent you the link, buddy. I did. Yeah. It's great, yeah. The prom king in, in near your hometown, Lake George, New York, right? I was going to comment, you know, uh, I, you know, I grew up uh, just north of Albany, and the, the thing to do after prom night, which, which I didn't do because I wasn't popular, was to uh, uh, go up to Lake George the night of the prom and get a hotel oh, really? and stay there the next day. It's about 45 minutes north of where, where I went to high school. So uh, uh, my niece and nephew live up there in Lens Falls, New York, so who knows? Maybe they even know this guy. I like the fact that he's got a T-shirt that says Max, the man, the myth, the legend. Did you see that in there? Oh, no, I didn't even click on that picture. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, Max is a little bit, kind of, a little bit like Dex. It's a very, you know, powerful kind of name, you know? That, yeah. Uh, you could be the Dex, you know? Anyway, so, sto- so sto- we, we 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 tend towards Dexman most of the Dex time. Dexman, okay. Yeah. So so the story is, uh, and, we'll, and we'll put it in the in the show notes when we get to it, uh, is that uh, this folks Max Jackowski of Lake George, New York, uh, he was at the school prom, which we read stories a lot about. Uh, the, you know, these kids going to the prom and uh, and and just having a great time. And I think uh, uh, young kids today are way more accepting of this kind of stuff. And I think that. Uh, our children are going to be incredibly popular when they get to this phase, maybe even too much so. Well, this particular child was, uh, was it uh, ordained the prom king? You know, and he, he, the quote is, I just started to cry. It was joyful, exciting. Honestly, it's kind of a blur. 
and uh, uh, 80% of the votes went to him. So obviously he was a, a, a well-adjusted and likable fellow and that uh, his school was uh, incredibly accepting. Uh, these, these stories make me feel good for, for my son, you know, uh, I guess 15 years from now. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you. I think kids today are, are more expo- more exposed to this and, and way more accepting. Way better than um, I, uh, you know, I, when I was growing up, I mean, I came from a small town, so, but, but, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know anyone who had really any disability. I mean, it seemed like, I, I don't know, it was, it, I don't know if it was a small town or if, you know, they were secluded in a different school, but now with, you know, integ- integration and, and, uh, mainstreaming and all this stuff, you know, I think it's, it's well, you know, since, since absolutely phenomenal. Since this has come up, you know, I go to school once in a while for lunch or for other things at my uh, at my at my older kids' elementary school, and I've been watching more for how they you know how they handle these these other kids, and uh, you know they they kind of all uh, form their own group, and in my kids' elementary school, there's maybe eight or ten of them. Uh, all the other kids seem to know their names, so they're you know they're definitely uh, um, what's the word uh, mainstreamed or uh, included uh, mm-hmm. quite frequently, but they did eat lunch all at their own table. Uh, and they, you know, I, I can't remember, like you said, the, having that experience when I was younger, I, you know, those kids must've been somewhere. I, I don't know where they were. Um, so I, uh, like I said, uh, the world is getting to be a better place for this, but we'll get into that more as we go through this. Cause all, <laughs> all, all of these topics are that we have planned anyway, are uh, very uplifting in that, in that regard. Um, okay. So that's our amazing story of the week. Our ASAL. <laughs> I Way love, to go, Max. I, I love acronyms. That was courtesy of my wife, Kim. That means Colette's up next week, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> okay, and, and the other thing I thought we'd do each week was uh, a little bit like uh, like we do in Engineering Fatherhood. We have a moment of the week where you know, just that time of the week where you, you, you were, you were uh, uh, able to kind of sit back and say, hey, that's pretty, that's pretty darn cool, you know, and you just felt that, I don't know, that fatherly love, that we channel feeling, you know. Uh, so... You know, and and in this case, they would both relate to our, you know, to our sons. Uh, in, in in engineering fatherhood, it's any any of our children. So, you want you want to start with that, man? Sure. Yeah, I I have. Um, so Colette was traveling last week, and um, you know, with the the wonders of technology, um, allowed us to to video conference. So we were skyping with her, and um, I had the computer on the floor. And we've been we've been kind of struggling. I mean, Dexter's crawling; he's army crawling, and he, and if he sees something that he really wants, he'll go get it. But trying to get him to do it when we want him to has been um, something difficult. Getting getting him to do it, you know, we put milk down or something, his favorite toy, and if he does feel like it, he won't he won't come over. But fifty dollar um, bills, I, savings bonds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as soon as I put that computer down on the on the floor with Mama's picture, uh, technology, and the electronic video, devices, and yeah. um, he just booked it right towards her and and you know tackled the tackled the screen and everything. It was it was awesome. You need to mount it, really it on cool. a remote controlled car, and then you. Can I know, yeah, that'd couch. be great, wouldn't it? And every Holy time you got close, you can move it a little further away, and you know he could <laughs> get his workout, and you would be a downright awesome dad. Yeah, that's sweet. Maybe maybe I'll rig that up. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a picture of that. <laughs> So the moment was just uh, seeing him book towards the screen. Yeah, and so I also then I turned and then I and since then, if you know, if we're not skyping or anything, I turned just turned on the the webcam so he can see himself 
um, on the screen. And so he, he'll come to that too. He'll, if he sees the baby, you know, and he'll come kind of crawl towards the, towards the big picture video. He says, Hey, that's a handsome fella. I'm going to go over and hang out with him. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's great. He's, he's doing great. So it's really good. All right. So, so, so my moment was just, uh, uh, it was one of those driving moments where, uh, you know, I had uh, you know the roof open and the uh, I don't have a it's just a sunroof. No, I'm not have a convertible, but uh, and all the windows were open and it was just me and Luke in the back and he really likes music and I probably turned it up too loud or whatever, but uh, um, <laughs> you know he likes that and he says music. It kind of sounds like dit dit, but he says music and uh, boy when he hears the song he likes he's it's like he's getting lots of exercise because he's dancing and moving in his seat back there. Well, I just had a moment where, you know, a good song came on. He's dancing in the back. He's got his hand out the window. I got my hand out the window. We're cruising through our, you know, our nice neighborhood. And he's waving at neighbors and whatnot. And it was just it was just a good feeling, you know. He was happy. I was happy. You know, we could have could have taken two trips to get home. It was That's nice. awesome. It was nice. Yeah, little things, you know. Yeah. When you, when you see, uh, and, and I find I can I can do these moments better if I, if I write them down. Um, yeah. but you know, they happen all the time, but you know, they, they, they pass quickly. So, uh, I thought this was a good way to pass them on. All right, man. So, um, let's do some, let's do some business here. So we're going to put this on, uh, um, uh, uh, Jason and Colette's downright awesome.com. So you can go there. We'll probably make a sub website for this, but we don't have that figured out just yet, but, uh, you'll definitely be able to find it at downright awesome.com. Uh, we'll have this loaded on iTunes under down Central radio, um and uh, under the authors downright awesome dads you can search for us i love that name of course uh i want to cross pimp uh engineering fatherhood that is myself my older brother my younger brother and uh we are real brothers real dads real problems and basically we have kind of a offbeat look at uh, uh being nerds and being fathers and uh trying to be good husbands and, and all that kind of stuff it's uh definitely uh, uh, uh an irreverent look at fatherhood there but uh well, we do take our fatherhood seriously so uh, you got anything you want to uh, you want to pimp at the end here? Um, no, downrightawesome.com, and we also have our Downright Awesome Facebook page. Um, you know, I mean, we'd love to hear your stories. You know, if you're listening, leave leave a comment. Uh, I'm we hoping need, that we, we can need, we you know have the comments man. turned on on the on the website, and and definitely you know like us on on Facebook and and. And I guess I guess when we post the uh, the audio, we'll probably post a couple pictures of Dexman and Luke, and um, you can see pictures of Dex on on downrightawesome.com now, and uh, or or on the Downright Awesome Facebook page. You bet, man. Uh, I was looking at him through most of the episode. <laughs> right, there are none where he's not smiling. No, he's a <laughs> he's a chubby little boy right now too. <laughs> Got that baby chunk. All right, so I wanted to um, just prep listeners. So you know, uh, I, we, we we latched onto this "Ain't Seen Nothing Yet." You heard our intro music. Uh, you know, uh, uh, credit to Bachman Turner Overdrive. But uh, I like the theme of it because I feel that uh, I feel very optimistic about. Uh, I think we both feel very optimistic about our children. And the "Ain't Seen Nothing Yet" thing, we turned it around a little bit. Uh, you know, apologize for my poor playing and singing skills. But <laughs> if you listen to the words, and maybe we'll post the words up there sometime. Uh, you know, we, we, we felt this uh, um, uh, this summed it all up. So anything else you want to say before I play this and we get out of here, buddy? No, that was great. Not not that painful. All right, buddy. Here, here it comes. All right. 
my little boy was born Oh, he stole my heart away The doc said he had Down syndrome That God created him that way Oh, I thought his future would be limited But I was as wrong as I could get As wrong as I could get Ooh, and he looked at me with those big brown eyes Said you ain't seen nothing yet Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet I'm someone no one ever will forget Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet And now I'm feeling better Because we figured out the cure He needs some extra working with Oh, and some therapy for sure Oh, it turned out a few extras Was all that it would take All that it would take Ooh Look at me big brown eyes And said you ain't seen nothing yet Da-da-da-da-daddy You just ain't seen nothing yet I'm someone no one ever will forget Da-da-da-da-daddy You just ain't seen nothing yet Okay, so my playing is awful, but it's all about the thought, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, looks like we're going to finish just under an hour. Perfect. Oh, Have a great week, perfect. Jason. You too. Thank you.